engaged and inspired podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. This episode was recorded prior to the coronavirus pandemic. This week's episode is brought to you by Indie Blast Podcast Network, spotlighting the best in independent podcasting. Be engaged and inspired podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam. And this is Kia. Welcome along to another great episode. I figured I'd jump in there before you had a chance to say anything. Oh, yeah. So it's Wednesday. <laughs> Do you have a tip? I certainly do. Wedding Tip Wednesday is available on the Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast Facebook group page. That's yes. a lot of words to say. That you is. know that? And you seem to do it every single week. <laughs> Patterson Family Chocolates is proud to present Wedding Tip Wednesday on Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. Patterson Family Chocolates, your online chocolate store at pattersonfamilychocolates.com. Today's Wedding Tip Wednesday is don't cake smash. Of course, you know what a cake smash is. I do. I hate it. I hate it too. It may be a lighthearted piece of fun, but... It's not the thing to do on your wedding day. Uh, no, especially considering that your significant other probably spent a significant amount of money having their hair and makeup done. And right. now they're smeared with whatever your cake is made of. And if it's buttercream, that's you're going to feel shiny for the rest of the night. Not good. My tip is have some great pictures for you and your Like a best. little playful, like a little, like a, a little, little dab. Touch on the nose. Yeah, yeah yep, there you absolutely. Go. Little thing. Have a great picture for you and your other half. Yes. And uh, save the fun for the dance floor. No. Oh, I was going to save the fun for somewhere else, but okay. <laughs> Anyways, so Sam, we have a guest. We certainly do. Uh, an old friend. I shouldn't really say old. A good friend of there mine. There you go. That sounds much nicer. Right. And his name is Gary Byron. Hey, good morning, or good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good night. <laughs> wow. You're not exactly sure when this is yeah. airing. Well, this is true. Well, it's a podcast. They can really listen to it anytime they want Exactly. To, right? yeah, so you right. covered all of your bases. I, I like that. All right. Mr. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. No. Mr. Gary Byron, hey. please tell us a little bit about yourself. You are? I am. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a morning ho radio host. I'm a morning radio personality. Are we allowed to say which station? Sure. Okay, sure. Go, I, I go ahead. WDRC. Awesome. It's, it's the very first radio station ever in the state of Connecticut, 1922. Holy Before crap. people even had radio. Right? <laughs> Is that the first national station? First oh, local. Oh, I think it's the first one in Connecticut. No, okay. I don't think it's the first one uh, uh, nationally. Okay, okay. I can look into that. That's a great question. No, I, I wonder what it was. I always ask great questions because yeah, this is our not. podcast. He does not. <laughs> the reason I have Gary here is because Gary is an ex-DJ. Well, when did you start? Let me ask you. When, did, when as, was your as first... As a DJ, my first gig... Wedding gig. Let's start oh, my with first, first wedding, wedding gig. My first gig was 89, but I went into business in 88. My first gigs... Because you book in advance. Right, you book yes, a right. wedding for, of for course. the following week, so... I Usually started, you don't. Uh, you, hope, you hope not. Uh, people have had emergencies, though, which you have no choice. Um, I started booking weddings in 88, and then the first wedding I did, I think, was in the spring of 89. Okay. But I was I became a DJ in 87. Right. Wow. And you, you were doing radio at the time. Yeah, I did radio in 1990. It was my first foray. Oh, okay. Radio. Okay. I thought you were doing radio before. See? No. All these stories that, uh, that no. I thought. Okay. So the reason we have Gary here, because Gary's company was called... Tone Zone. And Tone well, Zone. A name. It is. Tone Zone Network. I wish I could tell you I came up with the name. I didn't. I had a buddy of mine named Dan, and everybody, like, who's that guy? Dan, it's Dan the Man. Everybody remembered him as Dan the Man. 
You know, because okay. you're rhyme. Anything that rhymes yeah. kind of sticks right. out. Mm-hmm. So I go to my buddy. I go, I need a name that kind of sticks out. So my my buddy Eric goes, Tone Zone. It means not actually tone. You just think of the hearing test you should take yep. in school. Which ear? Yes. And you'd raise your hand. That corresponded to the ear. They have good tonality. It's good tone. Tone loke. You know, <laughs> makes no sense. But I like the name. I like the fact that it rhymed, mm-hmm. and people are going to remember, remember it more. It? Yep. So there we go. And and Gary's company was a competitor of ours, Atmosphere Productions, back in the eighties when we were first doing bridal shows. Oh and, and I think yeah. that's the first time I met you was at the uh, Civic Center uh, bridal show, and we got to know each other uh, then. But. Gary was always one step ahead of everybody else. Uh, you know, that's, when that's not true. In some things, uh, yes, but not in everything. There were some things I was way behind. Well, in, in, in bridal shows, like you were the first one that had an actual booth. <laughs> Whereas well, we just came with our equipment, stuck it up under the big banner, and you actually had a booth. You know, Sam, I, I've always, even to this day, I've always been intrigued with what makes people buy, mm-hmm. number one. And number two, you sell the sizzle, not the steak. Right. So while people were bringing their equipment there, yep. my philosophy was, you're not buying my amp. You're not buying my equipment. And you don't. most people don't even know what they're looking no, they at don't. if you no. don't know. They don't know. I mean, we know Pioneer is a great name or <laughs> on or whatnot, you know, and crown amps or, you know, whatever. But they don't. EV, no, they don't know what these know. So it's like, don't bring it. It's not a gig, you know. Although, after a while, we'd bring it and then hide it because we wanted music in the booth. Right? Yes. So we'd bring actually bring the system and then put it behind and then put the speakers up in there. But we really wanted uh, a trade show display, backlit in the whole nine yards so that it was welcoming in. All right, we're going to take a quick break with our Indie Blast Podcast Network sponsor, and we'll be right back. Are you shopping to find your thing? Is your thing stickers, t-shirts, posters? Is your thing wall art, clothing, home and living, phone cases? Are you shopping for your kids and babies? How about stationery? Many, many other gifts. You can find all these at Redbubble, redbubble.com. Get the app and save 20% at redbubble.com. Find your thing. Click on the link in the show notes. That's Redbubble, redbubble.com. Need something delivered? Do you need dinner? Groceries? Did you forget to stop and buy that bottle of tequila? Postmates is here for you. If you haven't tried Postmates before, we have a great deal for you. Just by setting up a new account and using the code IndieFood, you will be eligible for $100 in delivery fee credits for the first seven days of your membership. Don't wait. Go to Postmates.com and use the code IndieFood. That's I-N-D-I-E-F-O-O-D. Postmates. Anything, anytime, anywhere. Postmate it. The Untold Story. Blood on the Wall. The Bloody Knife. Broken Glass. The Missing Body. The Missing Piece Podcast. Cast, 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 cast. And then you started to do the office thing. You were the first one to have an actual office. The first well, you know, one of the first. Okay. One of the first in my purview. That means. <laughs> I didn't know too many people then. <laughs> no, that's not, you, don't sell yourself short, Sam. It's because of you and, let's say, Keith Allen and a few others that made me work harder. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are the, what are they not doing? Right. So 
what prompted that office was not because, well, I got extra money I think I'll give to a landlord <laughs> and, and pay double the amount that you pay in utilities because it's a commercial account yep. and all of that. No, it's because of the angle. And, and again, it goes right back to marketing that I took. So I found myself being booked up constantly yep. and turning away business. Yep. So what I did was um, before going to college, I went to Connecticut School of Broadcast. Yep. Okay. So... Our angle was we have personalities. We have radio personalities. In right. fact, there was even, I actually hired DJs that on the air I'd compete against. Right. So I brought in personalities and sold. Our angle was not so much that we can press a button any better than anybody can. Right. It wasn't that we can read a crowd better than any other company or any other DJ. Our angle was, and you'd know this up front whether you wanted it or not, was mm -hmm. our DJs are really going to get the crowd going. Yes. And a combination of music and personality. Fancy. But, and this is really particular when it comes to weddings, there's a line there's always that a you line. do not cross <laughs> where you can engage the crowd and get the crowd going, but you never upstage yep. your guests of honor, meaning the bride and groom in this case. Once... I knew the DJs that I wanted to, some I worked with, some were competing stations. I brought them all in and said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I've got an idea. And I laid it all out, found out who was interested. Mm -hmm. Turns out a lot of these people already had equipment. They were already doing gigs. Yeah. But they, they lacked yep. the marketing skills mm -hmm. and the entrepreneurial experience. Right. And that's the next step that I, uh, I was going to say. You became a multi-op before many of us knew what multi-ops were. Yeah, well, we call it a you know all-in-one shop, like one-stop shop. Well, before, actually, no, before, before I get that. to that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but before that. I couldn't sell the other DJs running the company out of my house because it's like well where is this guy exactly you know yep. so they one of the reasons we sit in our studio here in west hartford four thousand yep. square feet <laughs> yes because i'm sure every wedding planner can be right down the street sitting in a starbucks meeting with you yes but how do you display everything you're capable of doing in a starbucks absolutely no offense and, starbucks and, and it goes back to what i said a moment ago where you sell the sizzle not the steak what i did was i created a living room and a kitchen and i had my office area that nobody no clients would go in but i also created a mock radio studio yeah i set yep. up I a radio that. including an on-air light that yep. would automatically flick on when you turned on the lights and this is back in cds yes so a wall of cds at the time i worked at the old wccc classic rock at hartford connecticut you know and and i just mocked that's our our studio After on that. that studio yep so when people came in they were like the visual was there people people are visual yep. by yes. nature oh, you yeah. know and then i had all my staff of djs and i would have Joe come in on Mondays and Chip come in on Tuesdays yep. and Mark come in and then Chris come in on Thursdays um, and kind of tailor it around what our clients were looking for. And eventually I hired Bev, our office manager and the whole nine yards. So it really, you don't go into it where I, I want to have this for it's just me unless you've just got a lot of money to waste. Yeah, <laughs> I did it because it was out of necessity. It mm -hmm. was, you needed right. to, you're, this is, you're marketing your image and, and that's the... Well, one of the important things too is that you were giving... Uh, couples the opportunity to actually meet their DJ. Yep. Yeah. We 
for some reason exist in a wedding, I don't know, paradox at this moment, where some companies have multiple DJs, but you don't necessarily get to meet your DJ until you get closer to the date. That's disaster. It is. And, and you don't know who you're getting, and you don't know, I mean, I usually like Sam's personality, but usually. he is not always the right personality for all of That's my couples. Right. Right. And so I try not to send him to the couples who I'm like, nope, they're not going to. Well, I, but that's the difference. I can relate to that. So listen, that's a great thing that you bring up, Kia, because on the phone, I would say, listen, I just, I gotta, I would qualify them. I want to ask you a few questions. Yep. And they're all really the same questions to everybody. What's most important to you? And then by process of elimination, I go, okay, Chip isn't the right guy, or this person's right. not the right guy. Because like, you knew okay. their personalities. That's right. Yeah. They're like, on what's more important to you? Would you? We're, we're going to be classy. We're going to be fun. And you're going to be there Which, all the entire event. <laughs> well, of course. Well, that goes without saying. All the DJs would do that. But if if you had to skew, we're going to be both funny and classy, but which one would you want us to skew more if somebody said, I want this to be fun and with a you know 20, 25% classy and 75% fun, I'm going to Chip Kelly. I knew exactly. Or somebody said the opposite. I want... Laid back and chilled. I'm going Just play to, the music. Right. And 20, more the opposite. 25% fun, 75%... Black tie, classy. I'm yep. going to Chris Rainville. Right. If somebody said, smack dab in the middle, Joe Batero, yep, you know, Joe. and and um, and I and and that, this was the era in the '90s when you could do the conga line, the electric slide, the macarena. Nobody did the, the conga line. Oh, they did. Oh, they did. No. oh. <laughs> remember the props in the '90s? All oh, the props, yes, the 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 boas and the lace. Well, yeah, those are all now in the photo booth. Like they've just moved to a different yes. realm. Yeah. But, but if you can imagine a wedding starting off like that, right after the first dance, before they had a meal. All this stuff was what people I'm wanted. Gonna, I'm going to have a wedding tip Wednesday. Don't do that. <laughs> do not start your wedding off wearing a boa. Well, that was 20 years yeah, ago. Uh, more. More. Yeah, right? Maybe yeah. 25 years 25 ago. years ago. Yeah. We're aging ourselves. So the next step you took then was having photographers, yeah. videographers, other services to do the all-in-one. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Patterson Family Chocolates, your online chocolate store. PattersonFamilyChocolates.com or 860-215-1349. Our secret family chocolate recipe of dark and milk chocolates are crafted to the Epicurean quality of European-style handmade gourmet truffles. Check out our new Caramel Carousel. 100% caramels of sea salt and regular assorted dark milk and white truffles. Patterson Family Chocolates provides a personal touch for your personal and business gifts, customizing packaging for your family and business. Patterson Family Chocolates. Call us today, 860-215-1349 or online at pattersonfamilychocolates.com. Meadowbrook Estate is the hidden gem of Connecticut. Located in Marlboro, Connecticut, we offer a -a one-of-a-kind wedding experience. With lodging for up to 30 guests, choose from our indoor or outdoor gated wedding package. This luxury venue is versatile and still fits within your style and budget. Visit us at Meadowbrook Estate statect.com there are 24 hours in a day one third of the day is spent in bed and why not be in the most comfortable you can get layla mattresses are more than just a foam mattress they are copper infused and flippable that's right flippable if you like a harder mattress use one side if you like a softer mattress flip it over and voila and the great thing about layla is getting to try it out for 120 nights that's right four months And if you decide that you don't like the mattress, Layla will pick up the cost of shipping it back and give you a full refund. Layla also offers bamboo sheets, weighted blankets, and memory foam pillows. 
And if you act soon, you can take advantage of their spring sale. $150 off a mattress and two free pillows. That's a $300 value. Plus, they are offering $30 to $50 off accessories. If you would like to take advantage of this great deal, simply follow the link in the show notes to let them know we sent you and to help support the show. Layla Sleep, thoughtfully designed for the most cool, clean, comfortable sleep imaginable. Hey, Aaron Miller here from Aaron Miller Photography. I'm Michelle from Destination Weddings Unlimited. This is Marty Q. Hey, this is Jamie from meetandgreetllc.com. And I always listen to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. I listen every week inside of our new mobile tuxedo showroom. And I listen to the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast every single Wednesday. And you know what? It's free. 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 Free on iTunes and Google Podcasts. I suggest you listen to. You should listen to. Do you like goats do you like farms want to get married at a goat farm bradley mountain farm located in southington connecticut is the perfect location for your wedding choose from a lakeside or field ceremony from intimate gatherings of 25 up to 300 tented bradley mountain farm is the perfect venue find us online at engagedct.com fly musicians custom lighting and photo booth when your wedding entertainment has to have the amazing music be fun organized and unforgettable your choice has to be atmosphere production experience the difference www.atmosphere-productions.com that www.atmosphere-productions.com DJs live musicians custom lighting and photo booth atmosphere productions Destination Weddings Unlimited is your destination wedding and honeymoon specialist worldwide. Call us at 844-666-6872, online at destinationweddingsunlimited.com. Allow us to take the stress and time off your plate so you can have an amazing experience. We're able to walk you through the process and handle all the travel and coordination needs. Destination Weddings Unlimited, online at destinationweddingsunlimited.com. I'm Kayla Knight, the host of Get Grim, a weekly podcast for the miniature folklorist or teller of tales in your life. Each week, I adventure to adapt several tales around a central theme and share them with my audience, along with my own commentary and background on each story. New episodes are released every Saturday, and I can be found on Apple iTunes or on your favorite podcast app. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. We're back. And we yeah. were discussing adding additional services besides DJ services. Yes, we're talking to Gary Byron, X of Tone Zone. Oh, X. No, re- X. That sounds so harsh. Uh, it does, doesn't How about it? Retired. Retired. Former. Yes, and reti- retired uh, politician as well. We'll get into that oh in a, goodness, just boy. a little bit. But we were discussing back in the day, 25 so years ago, when Gary started to use photographers, videographers, um, cake people. 
cake? Did you ever no, do cakes? No, we didn't do cakes. Um, we referred limos. We referred cakes. Okay. But we actually did our own in-house photography and videography. And really, I have to be honest with you, I did not have any aspirations or goals originally to do to diversify. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just happens. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how this... So listen, I, I went to college... I went to broadcasting school in my early 20s, but I went to college in my early 30s. And I had this class with a guy named Roger who ended up winning the Connecticut Independent Film Award. And I'm going to take a long story make it condensed as best I can for this podcast. He won it. And I, I told him, I said, do you ever think about doing weddings? And he was insulted that I would even ask him. <laughs> he goes, Gary, I, I'm an Independent Film Award winner now. And I go, all right, I beg your pardon. All right, graduation occurs, blah, blah, blah. A year goes by. I'm at a Ponderosa restaurant. Which Ponderosa. doesn't even exist no, anymore. I, I told you it was a long time ago. Um, you could have like renamed it something else. <laughs> Bonanza. I went to... No. Uh, <laughs> Ponderosa, Bonanza. This is in Southington on like, Queen Street. And lo and behold, who's like the chef? Who's cook- cooking there? I shouldn't say chef. I don't want to insult the chef. Yeah. But he's a cook. Yeah. Was this guy Roger. I'm like, oh my no. goodness, right. Filmmaker. He was hiding from me. I think he saw me. <laughs> but he goes, you know, we're talking about life. And he goes, Gary, I, I didn't want to move to New York or California where uh, I really he goes, my family's here. My mom is here. She's, you know, and, and my sister. And, every, and he goes, I really want to stay around here. You still have that proposition for doing weddings? And I go, really? And he goes, under a certain condition. I really want to take this, from, make documentaries, mm-hmm. like backstory and Get even old footage that I didn't take, maybe on your, you know, mm-hmm. your old reel-to-reels, yep. your, and just kind of incorporate them. He goes, from a filmmaker's perspective. And I'm like, this is great brilliant. Idea. Yeah. And he goes, I've got an assistant. And long story short, before you knew it, I had two crews of two out there. So we could do multi-camera. Actually, we could even do three cameras because we could do one that's stationary. And then... Um, while one, like let's say one is getting the couple dancing with each other, another is getting the family reaction, right. you know, and for B-roll, the, you know, yeah. for cutaways. Yeah. And so then we offered videography, more than really your typical videography. And this is no disrespect to the, there's sure. phenomenal no. videographers out yeah. there that yeah. I'd hire in a heartbeat. But this was really a documentary. Yeah. Even when you saw the final product, I mean, there's people that we'd shown, they're like, oh my goodness, this is a unique perspective. So then as we were, as I was marketing both, it was brought to me really by a client who said, why don't you just do photography? Because there's another company out there that also offers DJs, photographer, or videographers, and photographers. Yes. And I said, well, I don't want... People used to confuse our logos as it was, and I was like, I don't want to go that direction. But after enough times, I said, you know what? I'm going to do it because I was working with a photographer who I really thought the best of, and he goes... I'm not doing this anymore, Gary. I'm not even going to give you my card to recommend. I go, she's Joe. His name is Joe Elwell. And he goes, I'm getting out of it. I go, why? Can I just, it's a personal question. You don't want to have to answer me. But he goes, I'm just, if, listen, if I could just shoot weddings. And he goes, but the, the behind the scenes, the marketing and the entrepreneurial work, he goes, didn't want to do I'm it. Getting it's a lot of work. Yeah. And I said, well, we <laughs> met for a reason. Yeah. Do, you have, do I have but, an offer but, for you? So here's the really exactly. important thing, though, is what you were saying, which sort of has gone a little wayside in, in the modern part of uh, wedding companies right now, is you were hiring photographers, you were hiring videographers, you had DJs. Yeah. You weren't having someone playing 
videographer or playing photographer no, no, and no, being no. a DJ. Absolutely. And that's this this was a time mm-hmm. period where you said these are the people who know their skill set and this is how we market them. Gee, you I'm weren't glad moving you bring them. this up because part of the key to my success as the overall business owner, I didn't have a partnership, I owned everything, was Hire people that are better than you, mm-hmm. smarter than you, mm-hmm. and can do it in ways that that's just what they did. It's their wheelhouse, yeah. not mine. So I told this guy, Joe, I said, you have a staff. He goes, yeah, I got a staff of photographers. And with the exception of two, a, a girl named Rachel and a guy named Dana, who I worked with in, in other ways um, down the road, uh, I, I brought them into the fold and I created a photography division. I actually... Um, and I brought, I did that in like 2007. Mm-hmm. So I went from the, the flagship DJs and multiple DJs. I, I think we had six DJs at our peak. And then we had uh, four photographers and four video. Well, videographers were our second division. Four, uh, four videographers. And then four photographers that grew to about five. Because you, you always got to keep one of everything in the yep. chamber. Should anybody take ill, have a family emergency? Mm-hmm. You know, you, that life happens. First and foremost, make sure that there's a backup in every way, shape, and form. Backup equipment, backup talent, the whole nine years. So, and I had that right up until I decided to retire. So, um, what made you decide to yeah. retire? Because oh. I'm sure people who are listening saying if you were running this so well. What made you stop? It really, it, I gotta be honest. It, it really, it really was a cash cow. I, I, I but I listen. You, you can become a victim of your own success. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where the yes. business owns you and you don't own the business yep. anymore. I found myself in my 40s going, ironically, doing weddings where I never had been married. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> and, I, and I'm really putting, oh, I'm putting aside my, um, my personal life. In favor of the business. Yes. And I'm like, I can't do that anymore. Because when are weddings? They're on weekends. When you meet with clients, except corporate clients you can meet with during weekdays yeah but, but most of us weekdays and grooms are, are working for yep. the most part evenings weekdays. you got to meet with them evenings yep. but to answer your question more directly two things occurred got to the point where i couldn't it's not like i didn't you don't have to like every song no but i got to the point where i loathed i couldn't stand <laughs> the music i was playing anymore yeah where i used to be able to fake it and i was like you know i wouldn't listen to it in my car but Given the environment, I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it goes along with. I'm like, you're dancing to this, really? We, I mean, there's some great dance. So you won't dance to this song I just played, which is an awesome beat. It's as catchy, but you're coming out with your drink, swaying. <laughs> I feel like I'm, oh, I'm becoming my parents. That's. But what really put the nail in the coffin for me was my last few gigs where weddings. Actually, I think the last three or four, I think three of them were weddings, and one of them was just a party where I'm like. Looking at my watch. Yeah. Yep. I never, in fact, you always want more time. Oh my goodness, I'm yeah. running out of time. I got five songs I still got to do yeah. in, in 10 minutes. How am I going to yep. do that? I was, I couldn't wait for the gig to be over. Yep. And it, even when somebody wanted to buy extra time, you said no. I didn't because it's for them. But I, deep in me, I'm like, no. You, you deep in you, you were like, please say no. And then your mouth said, yes, sure. Fine. Of, of course. I, I would always, I'm a professional, so I'll always, you know, and, and by the way, I, I'm good enough at faking it where nobody would know. Nobody but that's would. the thing is that's really important is when you're hiring your professionals, part of the reasons people come to you is because they you love what you do. And if you love what you do, you're just so much better. And the fact that you were able to say in that moment, I'm getting to a point where 
I like I'm not providing the service and I don't want to lose my reputation is really important. Yeah. You know, interestingly enough, I we would always send out client evaluations, a self-addressed stamped envelope two weeks after your wedding day. And it asked about now eight, that would be an email. <clears throat> eight or eight or <laughs> not, not. Well, you know what? Emails get deleted. So That's even true. When, I mean, email has been around for since the mid 90s. That's true. But no, when you get something in the mail, you're yeah. going to open up and spend more. Again, I, there's marketing. I've learned so much from back when I was in college and applying that to my business to get what will prompt people to not bypass a certain yes. envelope and so on and so forth. Anyhow, so I'd get these back. And even the last few weddings that I did were were excellent and phenomenal comments, but I, I'm, I'm reading this. I'm, I'd be reading them going, oh my goodness, I remember this. Okay, this was a month ago where I'm finally getting it back. And I'm like, this was this couple. They were a wonderful couple, but I just couldn't yeah. wait for that to end. You know yeah. you want autoplay. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, so what's one of the songs you loathe? Because I know which ones I loathe. Like even if I'm in an elevator and it comes in like the music, sometimes I will just push the next floor just, <laughs> just to get, get off, off and then wait for the next round because I can't do it. <laughs> you know what? So, I'll tell you what. I like the songs that worked. That was my bias. Okay. Yeah. Oh, these are it's packing the dance floor. I like this song. You know, I don't like the song that bombs. And every wedding is different. Right. These different strokes for different folks. Absolutely. But, so let, let let's move on. What did you do? You after you, you I you, stopped booking. I, I yeah. let people. Well. I got elected into office and I ended up putting more time into the legislature, right? state office, okay. you know, elected office in the House of Representatives. I was a two-term member of the Connecticut legislature and um, a lot of my business started to wane. Because those are two very demanding uh, yes. positions. Like that's just not... They, uh, they own you. I yeah. mean, that time is just incredible. And then even it, when you're not in session, you still have a constituency year-round mm-hmm. that you have to you know, adhere to. Yeah. And have meetings with, but to really just kind of, it got to the point where I wasn't putting enough time into my business. Probably though, consciously. You really wanted to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, and that's an honest thing. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, I mean, I like it when couples come and meet with us and they say like, how long have you been in business? Like what drives you to still be doing this business? Because I think that says so much about who you are. If you are able to honestly say like, hey, you know, you're going to be right at the end of the season. I'm still going to be thrilled, but I'm going to be tired. My division heads, mm-hmm. Joe Elwell, who ran my photography division, was retiring up to Vermont. That's a little bit of a distance. Yeah. yeah. So the last year that we had photography, um, he was he was up there, and I was really, for all intents and purposes, you, running the photography yeah, division. Yeah. And that's tough. And with Raj, people were starting to, um, they liked the video. The videography work got thinner. It changed. It's not a necessity. And I hate to say that. I'm a guy going to a videography company, folks. I'm not showing my, my biases, but let's you need DJs, you need photographers, you need the food. You need you don't even need a cake. You can get that at Stop and Shop if you really think about it. I mean I know people think of videography as like a bypass type of I don't I don't personally because I think you capture things that it's you're, discretionary. you're never going to know. But I do think that whole like sit down and watch my wedding day in an hour no longer works no. for the clientele. Watching it? Right. No one's watching it. I don't even no. look at my photo album. I only got married a few years ago, but that's... that's, 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 that's <laughs> but people will thing. watch yeah. like a three to four minute highlight that's video, right. but you still have to film all day to get, to get all that. that highlight. Yeah, film. you know, that's a really good point. So eventually I just... The writing was on the wall for me, and I finally told, and even a couple of my DJs, Joe Batero, who I was my right hand guy. Yeah. Actually, I know you I because you you and Joe worked at Sage Allen's yes, together, right? A long time ago. Weatherfield, right. Yeah, so, the 80s, early 80s. 80s. Yeah. He was my my guy. I mean, 
he was uh, my right hand DJ. First DJ I hired, 1989, mm -hmm. um, was him. And Chip Kelly was trying to get out of it. Mark was moving to Oregon. Um, it was just life was, was happening. Everything was happening at once. I'm like, Gary, you got to read the signs. The good yeah. Lord above is telling you something. Not only that, but I really do have other aspirations in mm -hmm. life. I have right. other goals. Right. That you would also like to do something else on a Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so I did the legislature, and I really, how I even got involved in that actually has to do with business. Again, I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. I'll never forget the time when uh, it was just a real a real bad time that we're going through in Connecticut. I mean, business was down everywhere. I was talking mm -hmm. to people who normally are booked all the time, and once nobody else was around in the room where they had to yeah. boast themselves up, yeah. Yeah. if a quiet moment, they'd be like, no, Gary, man, business is stinking. It's yeah. slow. I hear it. I'm like, yeah, see, I'm not the only one. And I got to the point where it was a Monday night, and I know because it was a Monday night football game, I got invited to go out with a, a few buddies of mine and, and, and have some wings, and, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, I got $12 in my pocket. And it's like, man, I don't like the direction our state is going in. It really, it's just things are terrible. People are moving out of the state. Companies are not having Christmas parties because they're just yeah, laying people remember, off. Yep. How do you the... justify that? What are you celebrating? Yeah. You laid everybody <laughs> off. Yep. Or um, they're scaling back. Mm -hmm. Couples were, I mean, you think back in this time oh, where. Yeah. I remember so, 2007. Remember that? I After remember the stock market well. crashed and everything, their mm -hmm. whole Bernie Madoff mm -hmm. thing. And so. I'm like, I wanted to get involved. I was complaining. I was sitting on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. People were like, well, get involved. I'm like, who am I? Well, no one's gonna listen to me. I'm no, I'm no in political inside guru. I'm just some small business owner in, uh, in Connecticut. <laughs> and they're like, well, then do it grassroots, Gary. Knock on every door. Take your story to the people. House by house, every door you knock if they want to listen to you. And I honed it down to about a minute blip that I would just tell everybody. And I'm like, give them my palm card. And I'm like, hopefully, if you agree with any of the things I said. What the hell is a palm card? Your, it's like your little brochure. Oh, you know? like a palm. I was thinking I like a palm pilot. Like I was like. <laughs> palm pilot. That's what I was thinking. You were like, I don't know. It's right next to your Blackberry. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have one of those fits in my house. Just as like when, when my son's uh, friends come over, sometimes they'll just leave it on the coffee table because they all pick it up and they like look at it and they turn it around and they're like, who uses that? And I was just like, it's I still brick. have a Motorola flip phone somewhere <laughs> in, like a, in like a drawer, you know? I ran for anyway. office and I won. And then I won, won my reelection. And, and, you know, so I, I learned uh, how legislation is made and who the movers and shakers and the players are. And Well, that's and a really important thing that when couples are, are booking uh, vendors, most of us are all small business, business owners. Yes. We're not owned by a big corporation. I mean, I have two partners, but we're literally, right. we're just still small business owners who are trying to make a go of it. Um, and you know, continuously are still here, which is a nice successful thing. Right. I don't have like a big, huge corporation that you have to that, answer to. Yeah. Well, and make yeah. no mistake though. I did not have a huge corporation. I think I had 18, People at one. I had, That's I, impressive. I full time. But I'm not saying. But but still, you were built big. that. But I had. To, there were people who I 1099, and then there were people who I had employed. Yep. Yep. So. But um, that's all these little companies that when you're supporting them, you're supporting our local community in Connecticut. Right. You know, and, and I remember, I, I, if I was a single unit operator, I could get up on my soapbox and tell you all the reasons why <laughs> a single unit operator is so much, much better, better than, than one of those multi unit companies. Yeah. And then you become a multi unit, multi -unit company, yep. and you've got to sell against the single up now. And I could. I'd be <laughs> like, this is why you don't want to go. I'm like, I. I Look, listen to me here. You know, I have 4,000 square feet filled with design crap because it just ended up being how wedding planning went. People were like, hey, I need this design element or I need these rentals and nobody else had them. Yep. So we went and, and got them and then, and then I have to store them somewhere. See? You know what it's like. <laughs>
so then you got married. I got married in 2017. <laughs> I did. I, so listen to this. My outreach, I, you have a staff of three. You have your legislative aide, you have your press secretary, and you have an outreach person that really connects you to a lot of the events going on in your district. So he goes to me, he goes, do you want to, it's Dr. Seuss's uh, birthday, and it's, it's, it's uh, read children's reading. Month, the month of March is mm-hmm. for reading, uh, read across America, I think is that month. And he goes, do you want to talk to, uh, read a book to some first graders in your, in your district? And I said, absolutely. You know, Please I tell can, me you didn't marry a first grader. You're going to have to, huh? <laughs> I'm leaving that alone. <laughs> um, so I said, there's, there's a lot of the schools. So you have to double them up. Yeah. He said, yeah, sure. So I go and talk. First school, I, t- I meet this teacher, and I just uh, I couldn't get my eyes off her. And we locked eyes, and mm. she kept on asking me questions. And my outreach person is telling me, we got to get to the next school. <laughs> you gotta get to the You're next like, school. I don't care about those children. <laughs> yeah. She's like, do you like ice cream? I'm like, I like ice cream. They have I push like pops it. in the cafeteria. They're only 50 cents. It's all good. <laughs> Exactly. We're talking it up and talking it up. And uh, I, I was getting all these thank yous. She sent me an email thanking her for reading to her class. Then she sent me uh, a letter from her students. They all signed it. And then the third one, I, I got all these different thank yous in the mail. Then finally, I got a text message. Thank you. I'm like, I didn't park the C here. Well, I read to the <laughs> class. And then what ended up happening is we started dating and then fell in love and got married. Aww. Yeah. See, that's how people do it, Sam. That what? <clears throat> Very organically, really. I mean, I didn't put my best suit on. I didn't, put, I didn't. My hair was, I'm sure, was a mess. I was just every day. And I'm just. Uh, Can I just ask one question? Because sure. I, I, mess, I mess with Sam all the time. Mm. How did you propose? Oh, I went back to the same park bench in my town to the place where I first told her I loved her. And it was same park, same bench, and I got on my knees and I said, will you marry me? See, Sam? Romantic. Hey, look, each person has their own... Sam proposed in a bathroom. No, I did not propose. He put her in the bathroom. He put the ring in. In case she said no, he was going out the door. Oh, at least somebody wasn't sitting on the throne. No. (laughs) Oh, okay. The way you... I'm like, oh. But still, who... She said yes. No she, matter what the circumstances were, she said yes. Uh, and that's the most important it thing. Is. That's no, important. Okay, fine. So, which brings us right around the clock now to the question that I've wanted to ask you all day long. Where do you see the wedding industry going wow. with, with your perception? You've been through it. What do you see going? Well, see, that'll be in my book. It comes out by Random House <laughs> um, on uh, the, the launch date. It, no. I, you know what, though? There's a, a thousand stories. Oh, man. Um, that's the magical question. If I were to give people, I shouldn't say if I were to, I do give people advice. And folks, listen, I've got no skin in the game. Right. I, I own no part of anybody's business. I am completely, after 30 and a half years, mm-hmm. June of 1988 until January of 29, uh, 2019. <laughs> you got <I'm>, it down. <laughs> after my company has done around 5,000 events, yes. and I've done about 1,400 weddings, and maybe another 500 events. I don't, I'm, I'm guessing on the events. I know I did at least 1,400 weddings because I, I counted them. Okay, so <laughs> you are completely dead. unbiased. Um, I think we're going right back to when I first started out when I was a single unit operator. If I were getting back involved in the business again, I would make sure what's old is new again. Put it that yes. way. Mm-hmm. 
Put it that way. All those big props and trust lighting, all gone, all out. Mm -hmm. um, a single DJ, rather than having two people out there, you don't, you know, you can get the crowd going and still being able to play your music, especially with the advent of, of uh, you know, computers and, and, and soft DJ software. I see it much more personalized rather than cookie cutter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although we were, you know, every wedding is different anyway, even all along. There is a little bit of cookie story. cutter in every wedding, but everybody's version and when you do things, there's no set. Yes, you will play music. People will dance. That's that's the cookie cutter part. You know it. what I hope people get back into, though? Um, and maybe they, maybe they already are. Maybe I'm out, just so out of it, is the intangible, what you cannot do. You, you can't teach somebody how to have is an engaging and entertaining personality. You can teach anybody all the mechanics in the world. Yeah. But when you're starting off the way, and, and by the way, there's extremes. Uh, it goes back to something I said a little while ago. Knowing what threshold you do not go beyond. Yes. There's that line in the sand that you do not go past. You're never upstaging the guests of honor for weddings. That'd be, the, of course, the bride and the groom or the parents and the, so on and so forth. So use a personality. You don't have to be Mr. Entertainer. Right. No. Nope. Um, come up with unique ways to give away the centerpieces, trivia questions about the bride and groom, or have a couple of games that that you – kind of like a warm-up band before the main, uh, the main attraction mm – -hmm. mm -hmm. You know this isn't eating into dancing time because you don't want to infringe on that. You want all the maximize yeah, all the dancing time you can get. But there's a few minutes that people are just about done with dinner. You're almost getting ready to cut the cake. Maybe the people that got served their dinner last are still taking their last couple of bites. Go out and play a little game with them. And I that's stuff that I used to not do early on that I would only do with my corporate clients, you know, mm -hmm. or, or birthdays, anniversaries, other occasions where you'd hire a DJ. You could have fun with them, with the, whether it's a game or a trivia question that I'm like, you know what? There's that lull. I'm going to feed that lull with a small, tiny game that's inclusive. And it doesn't have to be a game. It's it, something that's going to attract their attention, that's going to grab them by the neck. Early and, on. Yes. It sets the tone for the rest of the evening. That's, you can just even be sharing a tip about the couple. Or if you're getting ready to do parent dances, you can, you know, mention something like that. How the couple meet? Where are they going on their honeymoon? How did yeah. he, how did they, how did they talk about proposing? Yeah. How did he propose? Did they, exactly. Where was he? Well, First some people might get mad today. about that question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Right. Well, we deeply appreciate all of your knowledge and appreciate you being here today. Any like last parting words of something, Sam? I don't have anything else to say because Gary has said it all. Except I, he's I, moving. I, he's going to say one more I know. thing. I, I was just going to ask, <laughs> do you have any parting tips, Gary? Listen, you got to have me back sometime to do the, and I'm going to share with you next time okay. stories oh. that will make your head spin. Oh. And, and from, from, I can't believe that happened at a wedding. Yeah. Um, to like, well, sometimes I used to get asked, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen at a wedding? What is Everything. the most emotional? <laughs> you yeah. ever have an emotional, where oh, I'm okay. like, I'm not even, a, I'm attached to these people. They're clients. I'm in no way related to them. And I'm welling up because, uh. and holding it back. Or has anybody ever crashed away? Like, what's the most bizarre thing? Blah, blah, blah. We'll save that for the next time because, boy, do I have some stories well, for you. funny you should mention that. We do the wedding mishaps, but yours yours is more of a wedding emotion. So we're going to have you back. That sounds good to me. And we're going to have a mishap, an emotion, and we're going to have Gary well up and cry, hopefully. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure that's going to happen. Well, anyways, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can download us for free off of iTunes and Google Play, and we'll be back next Wednesday. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright. 
and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut. This week's episode is brought to you by Indie Blast Podcast Network, spotlighting the best in independent podcasting. Indie Blast Podcast Network.